check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Throwdown with your hosts. I'm Zach, joined with Connor and Alex. Say hi, guys. Howdy, howdy. What up, what up? All right, we got a very fun-filled episode for you guys today. But before we get into it, got to plug our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You got to follow those pages. We post about the matchup, other things going on, mm-hmm. too, especially our Twitter. Our Twitter's getting really good at retweeting and tweeting out stuff that's going on live. So if you haven't followed any of those accounts, be sure to follow them. Also, check out the Sports Insanity Network website. You can check out some of the other podcasts, part of the network, too. Football season's really coming along, so you got you guys got to go listen to their football podcast and then the uh, the Sports Insanity podcast itself. They're going over mm-hmm. some really cool stuff late in the season. Yeah, we might we might join in for a couple episodes too. No, yeah, we might <laughs> we might go from the basketball court to the uh, gridiron. So you know, yeah. be sure be sure about that. And as always, you know, make sure to check out the description because we put some cool stuff in there. All right, this episode. We got your biggest NBA news coming up, your week five matchups. We also talk about some college ball, but not the best college ball, about the Duke situation with uh, Paolo Banchero and the DWI issue. And then we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors, because let's just face it, Golden State is the golden standard for this season so far. I Please boo me now for that pun, because I was god awful. <laughs> Connor, Halloween's over. What was that? <laughs> I'm Casper the Ghost. <laughs> All right, let's let's get the show started. Uh, let's go over your biggest NBA news. The Staples Center will now become Crypto.com Arena and what is considered the biggest sports arena naming rights deal of all time. Crypto.com paid $700 million to the naming rights. This name change is effective on Christmas Day of this year. So Christmas Day, NBA action, and it's going to be in the brand new Crypto.com arena. Now, some of the Lakers players have had some very interesting reactions to this. (laughs) Russell Westbrook thought he's like the the Crip, the Crip arena. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Everyone's very confused. It's a very... Guys, how how do you feel? The iconic well, Staples Center is now going full. I'll let, well, I'll let the Lakers fan go first here. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, you never want to see the name change. Just like when it was the Forum, you didn't want it to become Staples Center. Now, you know, Staples Center, you don't want it to become anything else. I think, you know, business is business. But one thing that really irritates me is just the dot-com part. <laughs> like, you could, yeah. like, Crypto Arena at least could sound better, but Crypto.com Arena. It's like you're well, telling someone... When like they're gonna be announcing it like live from the crypto.com arena. It's like you're telling them to go to a website. Like, come on. Yeah. I think that might have been the point. Honestly, that might have been the point. Cause every time they say crypto.com arena, it's because crypto.com is a website. It's a website. Not to be, yeah. not yeah. to be confused with crypto.org or gov or net. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Crypto.org arena. No, it's just crypto.com.gov.gov. You know, or like just all at once, like to cover all its bases. Like you name it, we'll screw it up for you. <laughs> yeah, I, for me though, I I just think it sucks because honestly, you know, like like Alex said, it's business is business, but like there's just a historic factor to having it be Staples Center. When you think of Staples Center, you think of Kobe. Yeah, you think of those Lakers Shaq. and stuff. And now mm-hmm. this is now crypto uh, dot com arena. This is the LeBron era. Like this is what we're gonna <laughs> the LeBron era for another like two three years, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's gonna be the LeBronny James era there. Like, oh, I wish. But. Yeah, I mean, like, I know business is business, but during the middle of the season, you're gonna yeah, switch also, the name now. Really that's, random. Also, that's also really it, part particular. The way I me. look at it too, it just reminds me of like Scrooge, like. Oh, you know, it's Christmas Day. It's crypto.com or you know free spirits, you know, you know the ghost you know, of the past. You, you know, know, I think the uh, gift to fans would have been letting it last until Christmas Day and then after yeah. change it. Yeah, because well, start they have the a new year with Christmas, crypto.com yeah. arena. Don't don't do it now on Christmas Day because people are gonna be like, oh, we gotta go deal with this crap. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty interesting that Staples had the right 
to it for so long, though, honestly. With they signed a pretty big named. deal when they got it. Yeah. So this deal is supposed to last for a while, too. But someone made a point online. They're like, you know, this whole crypto thing could be like Enron. Yeah. What, what is, what like is the Enron just... Arena or whatever, the stadium. Yeah. And then like two years after that, the, the name fell flat because, you know, Enron uh, committed. Yeah. Crime, what if this so. what if <laughs> we look at this and I'm not saying it will. But what if crypto just doesn't work out? And then <laughs> then you have then you have it be like it'd be like the blockbuster arena, you know what I mean? Like it'd be it'd have a long name for unnecessary purposes. And, and what if it doesn't work out? Like, I mean, I know Bitcoin's been, you know, good and all that. But imagine. I mean, yeah. if, if I had if I had Elon Musk money or Jeff Bezos money, I would buy the naming rights and name it the last block, blockbuster arena. Just yeah. to mess with people. <laughs> or, yeah, or name it after yourself. Yeah, that that's true. That's what name he after. should do, you know, Elon Musk Arena. Can you imagine the M- Musk, Musk Arena? arena. <laughs> <laughs> a little musky in here. <laughs> Call it the Musk Hole. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where the fans uh, are, the Musk Hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got we to gotta move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Ooh. next big story, this one's... Uh, not as fun. An article posted posted by Woj on ESPN claims that NBA executives are having discussed forming a professional association similar to the National Basketball Coaches Association. So the NBCA, the discussions have picked up a lot more momentum after the investigation. And Neil O'Shaley, the uh, article claims Portland's internal probe has stroked fears that organizations can make decisions to fire top basketball executives for any traditional reasons and search simultaneously for ways to pursue cause violations in the contracts, end quote, but that cause it's in quotes too. These talks predate the Portland probe, but they have picked up a lot more momentum in the recent weeks. So guys, is this just some NBA executives paranoia or do you think there's some grounds for this argument? Do executives really need extra protection in the league? I mean... If you make a big mistake like that, you should be taken down. I, I don't care who you are. You could be the president of the United States. Uh, you could be, you know, uh, a guy who's a fry cook at McDonald's. Like, who cares? Like, if you do something as wrong as, you know, a server and, like, all these other uh, people have done, you know, in high positions, as well as, you know, the Portland situation, you know, you, you should be taken care of. That's just my thoughts, honestly, because like you you can when you have these positions, you got to act accordingly. And if you don't act right, then you shouldn't, you know, hold these positions. Exactly. You shouldn't hold those positions. If you're telling everyone to come correct or don't come at all. Yeah. (laughs) Point out Connor went from president of the United States to working at McDonald's. That's the bar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I wanted to cover all my bases, you know. <laughs> the highest no office in the land. All of anyone that works at McDonald's. <laughs> we appreciate you, fry cooks. <laughs> um, Alex, your thoughts on this? I mean, I think when you kind of look, is there there is it's just paranoia too. But at the same time, executives, I don't think need extra protection. You know, this is what they, this is, if you do Mm -hmm. something wrong, you get into this position, you abuse that position. You deserve to be kicked out of any position you own. That's just how it works in any business now. Yeah. We've seen this in other leagues too. Like the NFL, Robert Kraft was like claiming cancel culture after his whole Mm -hmm. um, happy ending mishap in Miami. So you know, <laughs> we're seeing these we're seeing these executives across sports leagues. Another issue that spreads across all sports. <clears throat> We've seen it in a lot of different sports. Uh, one example would be the uh, National Women's Soccer League. So the NWSL, yep. the Washington Spirit had a lot of issues with executives. And <sighs> I think some of these teams are looking at that and be like, oh, shoot, that's an issue. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of paranoia in this but like connor yeah, said and like we're all like, coming to is like if you do something wrong in, in a position of power you don't deserve to have that position yeah. and then i think you raised a good point zach just mentioning you know like women's soccer and women's leagues because like it's taken until like you know something with the nba for them to like oh let's do something about it but in women's yeah. leagues they've had major problems and they've kind of been swept under a rug for a while and it's not fair mm-hmm. 
that now it's going to be starting a change. And yeah. also, too, we, we have executives in football that are getting away with a lot, lot worse than has been going on for a long time. <clears throat> Snyder family. <laughs> I sorry, was wondering sorry, where I you had, were going a, with that. I knew exactly <laughs> where he was going to go with that. Oh, sorry, sorry, I had a bad cough. And, uh, it's and, then, season, and then you, right? and then you try to, then you try <laughs> to cover it up with the, Sean, with the Sean Taylor uh, jersey. That's a whole different discussion that's for a whole different podcast. That's a big discussion for a lot of people, but it sounds like we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully we will find more about this uh, internal probe in the Portland sooner rather than later. But we'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> Let's move into a, our last big story, but it's a happy story. You know, we, mm. we like a we like a happy story on here. Dal- the Dallas Mavericks will retire Dirk Nowinski's jersey on Let's January go. 5th. The number 41, that iconic 41, will be <laughs> retired before the game against the Golden State Warriors. Nowinski is a future Hall of Famer with one MVP, <laughs> one NBA Finals Championship, 14-time All-Star. That's crazy. He also spent all 21 of his seasons in Dallas. He leads the franchise in points, rebounds, blocks, three-pointers made, and games played in too so he's a real iron man for that team i love watching dirk growing up he's like a big man you know like he he's kind of a big influence in how i play like basketball like pickup style Mm. like if i could get that kind of like euro fade going i'm good like i just play like Mm. dirk where it's like i'm a big man but i know i can nail this three from the corner so you know it's exciting to see that uh he's getting the recognition he deserves yeah i I think it's it's, i think it's super cool uh Sorry, I said they made he made people exact delusional that they can hit those threes. <laughs> hey man, I hit those threes, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh okay, okay, maybe on two K, but uh, uh, I I think it's super cool because Dirk's one of my personal favorite players as well, and also too January fifth happens to be my birthday, uh, uh so uh, so one of my favorite players gets to be you know gets his jersey retired on my birthday, so I th- I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, good good for Dirk. Sadly, I think he's going to be one of the players that might be not as remembered in this era because there were just so many good players. You know, you got like Kobe, you got Tim Duncan, you got you know a bunch of other good players during this time. So he might not be remembered as fondly as others to some people. But, you know, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have won that NBA championship. He definitely carried that, that team. That's true. Absolutely. And, you know, Connor, not to say anything, you know, you share your birthday with him. I share my birthday with Captain America, so I'm good. <laughs> but well, anyway. well, it's not his birthday. It's not his birthday. I, I share the Jersey retirement day with him. Eh, it doesn't matter. I share <laughs> a birthday with Bradley Cooper. That's who I share with. Okay, day. now that, now, now I'm I, jealous. I but, share uh, a birthday with uh, Johnny Menzel, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're always partying, Zach. That's what that means. Hey, man, I'm a party animal, but I don't blow my chance at the NFL. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, with, uh, with, with Dirk, I mean, you know, just looking at him, he's obviously, in my opinion, not only the greatest European player, but he set a, such mm-hmm. a huge precedent for European players moving forward. And That's true. You, and you can argue that he actually set a precedent for big men who can shoot threes in this league. He really did. Uh-huh. I mean, you look at his three-point percentage, it's incredible for a big man. And not going to lie, he's the he's a member of the 50-40-90 club. That's and, true, too. As a big and, man, know, too. Yeah. Exactly. I think he's, what, seven foot? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, a big man like that who can shoot threes, it was ridiculous. And he set a precedent. And also, he's also scored over 30,000 points. So I don't think he'll be as forgotten about. I think he set such a huge precedent. For- I, I, I guess that's true. I didn't really think about the European aspect. Yeah, like when we're talking about like a global aspect, he's probably the most globally recognized, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I mean, just within the United States, though, I think you can say people might not look at him as fondly as like, you know, a Kobe Bryant or Tim Duncan. Well, just it's, because it's, it's tougher in today because today, yeah. you know, when you look at these guys, they, they look for more of these ball handler kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. That's and I've, I've always enjoyed like the power forwards and the centers in the league. Yeah, no, he was completely revolutionary. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. So, oh, yeah, there, there's no question about that. not there's to no mention. Question, yeah. 
in the pregame stuff, if he walks in with a plate covered in tinfoil, you know that Dirk was going to go all out. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. They're like, oh, here's Dirk, and he's co- coming in with a plate covered in tinfoil. You know, like he's bringing in his like lunch or dinner before the game. I'm like, oh, okay. He, he I mean, a ball. <laughs> I, I got to say one of the coolest things is he got to spend his whole career uh, with the Mavericks. And I think that's one thing that we don't give Mark Cuban enough credit for. You know, when he has a star player, he treats them right. You know, he'll keep them for a long, long time. And I, I think it's just cool. The way he handled J.J. Barea's, uh contract, you know, ended up giving him like a, uh, what was it, a guaranteed amount of money. And then mm-hmm. he got cut, but he got like that guaranteed like $20 million or whatever it was. I think that's just cool. Uh, also, too, we, we forget, though, that... Uh, that uh, last All Star game was kind of a gimme. Him for, and Dwayne, yeah. For Dirk, you know, he he only had seven point three fan, uh, not fantasy points, seven point <laughs> three points. Uh, that game, and it's still crazy, even with that, you know, seven point three season point season, he still averaged almost twenty one points per game in his career. Well, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that also the same year they gave the same honor to Wade as well? They gave yeah, both- yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that was, it was a good year. That was incredible to see that they both got that honor. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, I think my only nitpicky thing is that they didn't do the jersey retirement against the Miami Heat. That's my only thing, but that would have been a trolling. <laughs> that would have been throwing a little shade, but yeah. we got to move on to our week five matchups. All right. I hope you guys are ready and buckled in for this because I'm going to mm-hmm. go through this quick. All right. Yeah. So we head back to the 14th of November. That Sunday, the Bucks drop their Eastern Conference Finals rematch against the Hawks, 120 to 100. Trey Young dropped 40 to points on monday the kings took care of business against the pistons 129 to 107 buddy hill led the way with 22 points and becomes the fastest player to reach 1003 pointers made. on tuesday we had a potential nba finals matchup and it didn't go well for the nets the warriors just cruised by 117 to 99 curry dropped 37.7 rebounds five assists later that night the jazz manhandled the 76ers 120 to 85 Bodan Bodanovich had 27.6 rebounds and two assists. On Wednesday, the Bucks hold on to a very narrow lead to beat the Lakers 109-102. Giannis had 47 points, nine rebounds, and three assists. Later that night, the Suns had an explosive fourth quarter to beat the Mavericks 105-98. DeAndre Aiden had a double-double with 19 points and 13 rebounds. We move into some Thursday night action. The Grizzlies take care of business at home, beating the Clippers 120-108. John Moran had 28 points, five rebounds, five assists. And unfortunately, the Lizards the lizards the wizards i've lost two in a row at this point losing to miami 112 to 97 jimmy butler had 32 points three rebounds five assists we move into friday night the celtics play spoiler to lebron's return as boston wins 130 to 108 jason tatum had 37 points 11 rebounds two assists the graphics operator for boston had one sick burn against russell westbrook that said you're paying russ 44 million dollars lol the Bucks beat the Thunder 96-89. Giannis had 21 points, 19 rebounds, 7 assists. Nice double-double. But Chris Middleton made history by becoming the franchise leader in three-pointers last night. He passed Ray Allen for that title. And finally, the Bulls hold on to beat the Nuggets 114-108. Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan had a combined 62 points to beat the Nuggets. So, guys, there you go. That's your Week Fives matchup. The overall records and your weekly records i'm at six and five connor and alex you're both at five and six so we we split the difference this week on the weekly record and for the overalls mine is at 28 23 connor you're at 19 31 and then alex you're at 23 28 as well so yeah it was a kind of a tough week. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was not mm-hmm. it was not our best week, but you know, there was a lot mm-hmm. of lot of matchups going on. Honestly, for me, that was a good week cuz I've been struggling <laughs> the last. See, cuz I try to pick so many like upsets and the upsets just aren't pulling in for me. 
But they're upsetting uh, you, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, they're upsetting me. They are an like, upset. Yeah. Can I can I at least say though, can we have a lizards uh you know, a lizards team in the future? Because the way I was that Seattle Zach, lizards. Yeah, the way that Zach was like it being like the lizards, like it just made me want a expansion team there. Yeah, it's a new expand that's the Los what about Vegas the Mexi- Lizards. What about the Mexico City Lizards? <laughs> the City. Albuquerque Lizards. Yeah, but you know what? The, the mascot for that's gonna have to be Zach's face hold with thumbs up. Uh, I'll be the mascot for the new NBA expansion team, the Lizards. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we got to talk about some Duke basketball. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Zach here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you like the show, be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We share breaking news and updates that are going around the league as well as show updates. You can find a link to our account in the description down below, or search Sins the Throwdown. Thanks so much for listening. Now here's the rest of the episode. Welcome back from the break. All right, we gotta talk about the Duke basketball team because there was there's some there's a situation going on there. On last Sunday morning, Michael Severino and Paolo Banchero were both involved in a DWI incident in North Carolina. Severino is the grandson, a legendary Duke coach, Mike Krawiski, or Coach K. Banchero is one of the star players for this year's Duke team. Now, Severino was driving when the incident happened. Banchero was a passenger in the car. Severino had a .08 BAC level, and he was arrested for DWI. Now, I clarify that because Banchero was also in the vehicle as well. He, Banchero himself, was cited in aiding and abetting in a DWI. That's from That was released from the sheriff's office. But he was released from the scene, and he was able to play in Tuesday's night game against Gardner-Webb, and he is not facing any sort of suspension or discipline at the moment. Now, before this incident, Banchero was considered a high lottery pick in this year's NBA draft. Now, some people are calling his future into question. Now, guys, do you think Banchero should have played at all on Tuesday or any game? Or do you think maybe he should have been suspended until like the legal proceedings have kind of gone through a bit? Because like, granted, he wasn't intoxicated. He wasn't mm-hmm. getting charged with DWI except for aiding and abetting. That's not mm-hmm. what I would call an arrestable offense. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. this 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 is not a good look for him. Yeah, I, I see this as I I think you give the kid one game suspension, have him be like, okay, you gotta, you know, this is one of the top programs in the country. This is Coach K's final year, and we we need we need the attention off of off the field issues or off the court issues, you know, and with Paul, uh, Paulo, you know, as a teammate, if I was in his position, I would try any way possible to make sure that my buddy is not the one driving. Maybe it's just because he's a young kid, you know, he's not, you know, he's not drinking age, you know, but why not be that D, you know, DD guy, you know? And that, you know, I I don't want to do too much speculation on that end, but I I just feel like he should have, if he could, you know, could have, you know, held better in that situation. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, two, he's supposed to be like basically right now. He's like a consensus number one pick at the moment, uh, if not like top three guy. And this just isn't a good look for him, honestly. And in regards to Savarino, he should feel ashamed. You know, you're the grandson of Coach K. It's his final season. You were a walk-on. This is your first season playing on the team. You probably didn't even really deserve that spot. You probably, you know, like, not again, not speculating, trying to speculate too much. But, like... You know, let's be honest, you know, if your, you know, relative is a coach, you're probably going to get on the team, like, even if you're not the most talented or maybe most deserving. Uh, so that's just a bad luck, honestly, for the Duke program. Well, yeah, on Severino's part, it's kind of like you could have 
got into a, a real serious accident and cost like mm-hmm. life, like that could have been even more, even worse for that situation. I mean, hell, hell we saw a couple weeks ago with Henry Ruggs in football. That's I was, that I was about to bring them up. I'm like, we saw yeah. DWI or yep. DUI yeah. in that incident. And we saw probably the worst outcome you could possibly see in one of those incidents. You know, somebody actually died, you know, and he's going to jail at 21 and, you know, get a lot of years like that. That's that's where these athletes got to, you know, rethink and be like, you know what do you want to do? I want to end up like Henry Ruggs. No. That's just uh that's a big thing too. It's like we like I'm glad you brought up Ruggs, the Ruggs incident, because like we literally just saw this two three weeks ago mm-hmm. where we're a professional player granted a professional player he was driving under the influence and he killed someone like him and his girlfriend mm-hmm. are fine but that person's dead like you can't bring mm-hmm. them back so seeing seeing this at a top what is considered one of the top premier basketball programs in you know basketball programs in the country mm-hmm. it's just it's inexcusable especially like Granted, nobody's immune from making mistakes and stuff, regardless of who you're related to. But this is not the greatest look for Coach K, maybe on a personal side. But then again, it's his grandson, so maybe it looks worse on his kids. But he's the focal point of the attention for that. So it's like it's his grandson. Literally all the articles touch it. Coach K's grandson, you know, like blah, blah, blah. Top prospect, too. You know, like it's just it's not a great look. But I'm surprised mm-hmm. Coach K would let Banchiro come and play Tuesday, especially for what would would what would be considered a gimme game. I would have mm-hmm. been like, no, you you gotta you gotta step away for a few games. Like we gotta, you know, you gotta think about what you've done. Like, you know, like like you didn't like ask for help. I was mm-hmm. reading up more on the situation, and this party was 25 to 30 miles away from campus, because Duke apparently is a uh, alcohol-free campus, so you can't even have really? alcohol on campus, <laughs> even if you are of age. So this party was 25 to 30 miles away. I was looking online when this was happening, and I found some arguments saying this is the issue with alcohol-free campuses, is that you're encouraging students to go out party and then drive back drunk. That's that true. was one argument. Yeah. I don't think it's a very good argument, but nonetheless, it's a, it's an argument about, you know, campus culture it, and like, you know, limiting people with alcohol and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's at least something to think about. I mean, I, I'm not sure about how Seton Hall was for you, Alex, but I know at a, a little old Oswego, uh, we were allowed <laughs> to have alcoholic beverages if we were of age to a certain extent. And there was like limits and stuff. But, like, once again, with Severino, uh, you're Coach K's grandson. You should hold yourself to a higher standard. And you should realize that if anything happens, you know, you're you're going to be a big news story if something happens, you know, and, like, something did happen. And it just looks bad on Coach K's end. And this is a ter- Terrible way. It's the kind to of start road off. you really don't want to get into with him, but it's, it's, it's just a shame. That's your question, though, Connor. Yeah, at Seton Hall, oh, we uh, it was no alcohol. So, um, but looking at looking at Severino, I mean, he not gonna lie, it was a dumb mistake he made. I see this, and for for Paolo, it's just. You you want to say he he kids make mistakes like for Paolo, I mean, like you, what is he gonna say to the kid like you know like sometimes you're like oh this is Coach K's grandson though like am I gonna mm-hmm. like tell that's true too. yeah you gotta look at it that way like it's kind of hard like what was he gonna say but for him I was actually just more surprised that he was allowed to play the game right away yeah I, I, no that's was, true too yeah even not just a suspension like give him like a break he just like. This is like something that he's dealing with. He should just give him like the one game break, even if it was a suspension. Like hell, we see it with like the NFL or like any other like professional league. You see like players get time off if they have like certain situations like this. You know, exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing too. So like, even if he wasn't going to be suspended, I would have been like, look, you don't, you're not going to play this game anyways because it's like you mm-hmm. just went through this incident. Granted, um. Uh, Banchero is also like he's 18 too so yeah, he's from yeah. he's from Italy too so it's like like yeah he's 
basically, I think he's still trying to learn cultural stuff tier two, where it's like, well, there's also Uber and stuff too. They could have easily taken an Uber, yeah. um, or called a teammate who was not intoxicated and be like, huh. hey, come, 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 pick us up, because like, this I is mean, not- honestly, honestly, I, you know, I, I can't, you know, I don't know Coach K personally, but I bet if he uh, Severino called Coach K. Like, he knows, Coach K is not in a, uh, you know, he knows his players are yeah. drinking, you know, having fun like any other college kid. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I feel like Severino maybe should have called Coach K, been like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm not at a good, you know, I'm kind of drunk. So, like, you know, maybe maybe you could pay for an Uber. Like, you know, you got Coach K who's making millions of dollars. I bet he would have been. I bet he would have been fine avoiding this whole situation and would have paid I, an Uber. He's I, sitting there thinking, like, "Oh God, here's an Uber charge." Like, yeah, you know? yeah. I bet he's like, "Oh damn, forty dollars down the toilet." Like, <laughs> no, he's like, you know, yeah. But yeah. I would have made him. I would have made him run suicides after that. I'd be like, "I'll pay for your Uber, yeah. but you're running suicides the next day." Like that. And there's no. Clue. Not gonna lie, on Coach K's part, really looking at it just quick, he um. Like, what kind of precedent is he going to have to set now? Even though this is his last year, he's got to set a strong precedent. Like, yeah. Make it- well, it's not just for him. It's for, like, the entire NCAA, too. It's like exactly. everybody's watching, and it's like, okay, how are you going to respond to your own, you know, own grandson screwing yeah. up, you know, getting arrested? Like, are you going to kick him off the team? Are you going to suspend him until legal proceedings are done? I'm like, what are you, what are you going to do? But everybody's watching. But do you – let's move on to this other question. Do you think – Manchiro, his draft stock is going to tank at all from this because, like, the, there has been worse. There has been worse things to have your draft stock tank over. We've seen mm-hmm. that happen, not mm-hmm. not not in recent years, but there's there's been examples of like players who should have been drafted higher that didn't get drafted higher because some outside incident. Maybe it was out of their control. Maybe because they caused it. But like, do you think that like this will really affect his draft stock? Do you think maybe if he just kind of laid low? For the rest of the year, like maybe people will tend to like move on from this incident, or do you think maybe staying an extra year at Duke will like kind of help clear the air a little bit? I, I I feel like he's fine, honestly. If we're being real, I mean, the guy had sixteen, you know, school offers mm-hmm. uh, to play. He was the number two national ranked player uh, from this, you know, last recruiting class. So I think he's perfectly fine. I mean, I, I expect him probably to go straight into the NBA after this year. I mean, even if he's not the first overall pick, you know, because there's a couple of guys like Chet Holgram who's playing phenomenal at Gonzaga. Uh, he, he does have to build up muscle mass, Holgram, but that's besides the point. I, I I think he's probably just going to go straight to the NBA, and he'll probably he'll still be a top five pick. I'm not going to say top one pick yet because you know he might have a couple rough patches throughout the season. We don't know how they're going to finish out, you know. And th- there's other prospects as well that are playing great. So I think he's going to be a top five pick, though. Yeah, I don't think I when I really look at this, I think if any teams are like questioning it, it's right now. But there are so many months left in this season and they're really mm-hmm. it's gone. Back. And honestly, like as long as he acts responsible and like takes responsibility for aiding and abetting like in DWI, like teams will like that it shows like he's mature. And also it's so early in the season, no matter what, I think this won't affect him. If he was driving, I would say this would have been worse. But also to also too, I feel like one, if he gets another like situation similar to this or like of of the same value, then that will hurt his draft stock. Also, too, I, I feel like another thing that would uh that's helped him in this situation is like like you were saying, is beginning of the season. If it was near around March Madness time and this situation happened, that would that would hurt his draft stock. Mm-hmm. That's a different situation. So it's different in timing, I would say. All right. All right. You know, the good discussion there. Uh, we want to remind everyone if you are out drinking and partying and stuff, you know, and you drove there in the first place, but you're intoxicated. Do not drive drunk. Do not drive mm-hmm. under the influence. 
you know, set something up where if you are too intoxicated to get home, you text a friend or you have an Uber or a Lyft set up because uh, we don't want to see people drinking and driving because that's really bad, especially mm-hmm. around this uh, holiday season. You know, don't drink and drive. Don't do it. It's not yeah. worth it. Uh, a $30, even a $40 Uber is cheaper yeah. than the consequences of drinking and driving. So wanted also, to throw that also out there too, yeah also <laughs> i'll too, get off my soapbox now <laughs> also too if you if you're bored and you don't want to talk to the uber driver you can put on some headphones and listen to your favorite sports insanity <laughs> network podcast on sports insanity network.com man what a plug <laughs> what, what no, he a meant plug. connor meant to say crypto.com arena yeah cri- <laughs> crypto.com <laughs> Oh, my God. I was being serious. And you guys are like, oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, we got to We got to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the hottest team in the NBA right now. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss this. Asked what kind of family she wanted. She said a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council. And welcome back. All right, switching gears from the NCAA back to the NBA. We're going to talk about the hottest team in the league right now, and that is the Golden State Warriors. Talk about swinging out, coming out of the gates. Currently right now, the Golden State Warriors sit atop of the Western Conference 14-2. and Steph Curry is playing at an MVP level. Some claim even a Hall of Fame level like KD after their matchup on Tuesday. And this, and mind you, this is all without Klay Thompson right now. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's Jordan Poole stepping up, Andrew Wiggins stepping up, Draymond Green stepping up. Like these, there's a lot of role players stepping up waiting for Klay Thompson to come back from his injury. He's currently being allowed to participate in five on five drills. I mean, we might see him maybe sometime early next year, if possible. I'm kind of hoping he just shows up on Christmas Day, like WWE style. He just shows up. Yeah. And he's like, I'm here to play. And it's like, oh, my it's, God. It just comes out of the tunnel. <laughs> oh, my God. Clay Thompson with the steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that All would right. be pretty funny. That would be funny. But let's talk about this. How can Golden State keep up this momentum i mean what has made them so tough to beat granted last night the pistons almost beat them it was like 105 to 102 it was a little close for one of the best teams to one of the worst teams in the league so we know they're not immune to losing they just they can they're like a magician they just pull it out of their hats yeah i mean that game was without steph too so Mm -hmm. that that, (laughs) so the (laughs) fact They pulled that out without Steph just surprised me even more. And Clay Thompson. Yeah. And it's Clay. Just, <laughs> and Jordan Poole's developing yeah. well, too. It showed it last Yeah. Time. I, I think this season, in that game especially, has shown to us that this team is going to be here for a while. It, it, no matter like how long Steph Curry decides to have a career in like at what level, you know, it we have a they have a lot of good talent there and some guys haven't even really played yet i mean one of one of the big contributors to them just being so hot right now is uh their bench their bench has done phenomenal gary payton the second is playing at a level that he's never played at in his entire career he's you know getting 70% from field goal, uh, about 48% from three-point. You know, he he's having a really good season. And I, I think it also his plus-minus is the best in all of the Golden State team, which is crazy. But, yeah, I think their bench is doing phenomenal. Curry's playing great. Jordan Poole having a great season. Same with Andrew Wiggins as well. I, I can't say more about this team, honestly. And honestly, what scares me the most about this team is they they really haven't hit their full potential yet. You still got yeah. playing like that's what scares me the most. They're playing this well without Clay, and then James Wiseman, you know, in again dealing with injury problems too. Like the fact that they're able to do this and they haven't hit their full potential yet, they honestly yeah. are right now playing like the best team in basketball. And not just that, what's keeping this momentum up is 
their offense is a top ranked mm-hmm. offense, and not just that, even without Clay right now, and just not just that, they have shown like I, I believe they're ranked in the top three, top four in terms of defensive defensive ratings, defensive efficiency ratings, like, and their defense has been top tier for a little bit. And what scares me too is Steph Curry is playing like like no matter what he he's going to be in his prime for this prime for a while, and it's crazy when you look at it because Steph Curry should have started slowing down maybe a little bit, but he's just. Honestly, he's just playing like. And what's funny is uh, Zach, when uh, you say Katie said Hall of Famer level, I, I, it's just funny to me. It's like no, no, no kidding. He's a Hall of Famer level, right? <laughs> like, he's Captain Obvious right now saying that. <laughs> well, we know KD likes to be Captain Obvious sometimes, I, but like, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at their three point percentage, and it's just crazy <laughs> to look at. If you look out of the guys that have shot three pointers this season for the team. Only four of them are below 32%. And there's how many guys? Four guys that are above 40% three-point per, uh, three percentage. for You know, that, that's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and also, too, Curry's done a great job rebounding. You know, he's just had a phenomenal season. I, I got to say, that's one prediction I did do right. I did say did say the Warriors were going to have a great season. <laughs> uh, we all kind of, we were a little conservative in our, uh, in our predictions. Cause like, we didn't know where golden state was going to be per se. Cause like they were kind of like in the middle and then they fell. But I did the say they were going to be the, I but you said did they were going to be the hottest team. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, but like, the thing interesting about Golden State is like they're clicking on all levels. And like mm-hmm. the last time they had like a top five defense was like when they were going to the NBA finals on a consistent basis. So when that defense is really good, because the offense is always there. They're always like a top five offense. The defense mm-hmm. is always the question of like mm-hmm. concern for Golden State. But when that defense is like top five, even top three, sometimes you, you can't stop them. That's just the thing. There's so much talent yeah. there. But we saw last night, you can slow them down a little bit and maybe they'll cool off eventually. So what do you think, what team do you think is going to kind of be that brick wall they, where they take that third loss of the season and maybe maybe they just hit a, like a, a row of walls, like, a, like an anime fight style. They throw Golden State through a bunch of walls and crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny when you look at it. The one team that will cool them off, funny enough, is the Suns, who are hot. So you can't look at it that way. But Suns, I mean, like when you that. look at Suns, Suns started out 1-3, and three, and then they've been on an 11-game winning streak since. It's mm. just, if any any team right now that poses a threat to them, it is the Suns out of both the West and the East. Mm. I mean, you just got to remember, this is a, uh, you know 82-game season. There's going to be some upsets. Uh, and there, there's going to be, you know, there's a lot of games. Not every team's going to win every game. So, like, the Warriors are definitely going to lose relatively soon again. Same with the Suns, but depending on when, not really sure. I mean, <laughs> Alex brought up a great point. I mean, they play the Suns on the 30th, and then their next game after that as well on December 3rd, they play the Suns. So, like, they're going to lose one of those games. I, I feel like it might be a split between the two, honestly. Not to mention they play the Suns on Christmas Day. <laughs> well, that's crazy. And then they play the Nuggets back-to-back right after that. Like on the, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They, they, they got some chances. They got a really tough late December, early January schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's just... This is a great... You know, <laughs> This is a great time of the year, you know, Suns, Warriors, basketball right now is My God's God. gift for Thanksgiving time and Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Who All right, boys, you gotta you gotta feast up. That's what you gotta do. Like the, it's just the Warriors are doing so good, and there's no question that like Steph Curry right now is like looking like the MVP front runner again. Like like he's mm-hmm. he's playing so well. You really gotta like slow him down, but you don't really slow him down. You just keep him from scoring less than thirty points. That's how you slow down mm-hmm. Steph Curry. It's like you don't you you don't stop him from scoring. You just make sure he doesn't score more than thirty, and you tend to be all right. But when you get him at twenty nine, you're like, "There's a chance." <laughs> <sighs> We still have a chance. <laughs> what's uh? Let's talk about a wake up if the playoffs started tomorrow scenario right now. 
Because yeah. currently, right now, the the Golden State Warriors sit at the top of the Western Conference at fourteen and two. So here's what the Western Conference looks like today. Today, so Golden State would be one. The Suns would be two. Jazz would be at third. Mavericks would be at four. Nuggets would be at five. Clippers would be at six. Your playing tournament teams include the Grizzlies at seven, Trailblazers at eight, Lakers at nine, and then the Thunder at Let's ten. Go. And then, <laughs> Let's go. If you look at the Eastern Conference, Nets are at first, Heater in second, tied with Chicago for second place. So the Wizards are at fourth, Hornets are at fifth, Sixers are at six, and then your playing tournament teams include the Knicks at seven, Cavaliers at eight, Boston at nine, and the Bucks at ten. So... It's things are starting to shape up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. we know who the top teams are. Like we you have your top teams, like the Nets, Heat, Jazz, Suns, like they're proving to be top team, but there's just something really different about this Warriors team that kind of like here's like the top teams, and then there's Golden State right above everyone else yeah. right now. Yeah. And then there's my Houston Rockets all the way at the bottom with yeah. one this season. Uh <laughs> oh, those poor Rockets, they ran out of fuel. <laughs> I don't even think they set off. Houston, we have a problem. Gas yeah. prices are too high. But yeah. <laughs> is there anything else we need to talk about for this Golden State team? Because, like, honestly, I I can't say anymore. I enjoy watching them for the first mm-hmm. time in a while. Like, I I didn't really enjoy watching them when they had KD because I thought, okay, you're just copping out now. Like, you just like yeah. you just had to form a super team. Like. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of. I, I agree with you. It, they're fun to watch. It, it's it's a fun time to watch them. I, I'm just kind of curious because we were talking about like the play in. Uh, how do you think? I mean, we would assume that who would win between Grizzlies and Trailblazers? Like, you know, seven eight seed. Uh, let's say let's say the Grizzlies win. Do you think they would have a? Or sorry, it would be the eight seed. Do you think any of those four teams, Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Lakers, or Thunder, would have a chance against the Warriors in a seven-game series? Not at I, all. I feel like the Grizzlies might, because the Grizzlies were, I think, their last loss, if I'm not mistaken, if I go back through. Like, I think no, it was the sure. Hornets. Okay, so yeah. Memphis has one win against them in the Hornets. So, like, it's not impossible, but you need a guy like John Morant to be firing on all cylinders on that in that game to have a chance to beat Golden State. Because if Golden State's wholly healthy, you have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and then James Wiseman as your starting Mm -hmm. five. You you just you can't if you're the Grizzlies. Maybe Mm -hmm. if you're the Suns you can, but not the Grizzlies. But like then again John Moran could go off of fifty and all of a sudden, you know, the Warriors have a different issue defensively. The one problem with that Grizzlies team is just when you really look at it, they they allow the second most points per game in the West. Like when you look at that, like that the Golden State's whole thing is they score, they score, they score. Like they're gonna have a tough time guarding them. And I believe I believe Grizzlies also have the third allow the third most points per game in the entire league as well. So Grizzlies team, it's just that defense is really what's gonna cost them unless they play the seven mm-hmm. game series. And then the the Lakers, like we know, they beat them last year in the play in tournament, but that was a totally different squad different this year. Team. Yeah, this this year, I would be more tempted to say the Thunder might have a better chance of upsetting the Warriors than the Lakers right now. But then again, when we get to this play in tournament, it might be a completely different story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now, now we got LeBron back healthy. Yeah, uh, he he, for the he, Lakers, he, he so. did our. He did all right coming back. The problem is LeBron needs to really stay healthy. Of course, that goes for any player, but LeBron really needs to stay healthy just because when you really look at it, the moment he gets hurt, this team just shuts down. And the moment he comes back, shuts down for the first couple weeks. We've seen this before, like last season and the year before the season before that. Like when When he's gotten hurt, they struggle. And then when he comes back, they struggle to get back into form for a couple of weeks, and it really costs them like four or five games just like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got to say, though, guys, do you think this kind of hurts the value on, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Anthony Davis has been playing amazing this year and has been playing well, like, in that lead role. But does it just show that he can't personally lead a team by himself to, like, a good run in the playoffs? 
I think it's. I think these past years, these past couple of years, have shown that he needs to be playing second fiddle with someone else. Which is crazy because he's he's phenomenal, but he just can't be that number one guy. See, he's phenomenal, but does he elevate his teammates to a higher level of playing? That's what Steph Curry does. Mm, yeah. Is that like Steph Curry does a really good job elevating his teammates? So he's like, if he's yeah. playing really good, everybody else is playing really good. If Anthony Davis is playing really good. He's not bringing his teammates up with him, and that's yeah. kind of—that's kind of an issue. Like if Russell Westbrook's playing really good, no one else is playing good either. If Anthony Davis is playing really well, nobody else. But like when those two play well together, all of a sudden the Lakers look good, even without LeBron James. But you know, going going back to Golden State, Curry's a guy that elevates a team, and that's kind of what separates the good players from the great players. Is like a really great player will elevate their play and then elevate everyone around them. So, it, mm-hmm. I mean, you you can't imagine that locker room atmosphere right now. They must be on cloud nine right now for being fourteen and two because I would be. True. Yeah, and when you really look at Curry's, just an incredible leader. When you hear him like and the way he motivates his teammates, it's just an incredible, different level. Something that clearly shows that why he's one of the most revolutionary and not only one of the greatest and argue and definitely the greatest player of his generation all right we're running out of time for this segment we're going to take a quick break when we come back we got your week six matchups and your fun question of the week don't go anywhere we'll be right back what's going on everyone lawrence patchman lang here president of the sports insanity network just reminding you to go to our website www.thesportsinsanitynetwork where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the sports insanity network and welcome back from the break all right we got your week six matchups we're really getting into the season it's late november we're starting to start to see some things but let's get going tuesday the 23rd lakers versus knicks two of the biggest teams we know in the nba going head to head I don't know about you guys. I'm going with the Lakers. Uh, you know, it take, we mentioned it, it takes a few games for LeBron to get back into the groove of things. I think this is where he finds his groove. And he's always fun to watch in Madison Square Garden anyways. Yeah, uh, that is true. But that, that's not what's going to happen. It's going to be the New York Knicks that uh, reads their hand strong with the dub. That's who I'm picking. Yeah, I'm going to go against the Lakers on this one. I'm going with the Knicks this time around. Wow. Wow. All right. Later (laughs) that night, Nuggets versus Trailblazers. I know the Nuggets are down on their luck right now, but they're still a better team than the Trailblazers, so I'm giving that one to the Nuggets. Uh, For me, I'm hoping for one of my upset picks. Hopefully one of these hit eventually. Uh, Trailblazers, I'm taking this one. Uh, Um, This is one of those games where the upset won't happen for you, Connor. So I'm going with Nuggets on this one. (laughs) Poor Connor. (laughs) All right. Wednesday night, the 24th, Suns versus Cavaliers. Now, we know Colin Sexton is out for the season because of a torn meniscus surgery Mm -hmm. that he had. And this might have been one of the upsets I would have gone for. But without Colin Sexton, there's no way I'm going with the Suns. You are going with the Suns, or you aren't? Yeah, going it was no. Suns. I know, I know. If Colin Sexton was in, okay, I would have picked okay. Cavaliers. But without okay, him, forget cause, it. Okay, because at first you're like, you know what? No, no that, way. That, I'm that, going with the Suns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that that bums off the court. <laughs> Sexton, Fact, you're gonna have to write this down on paper and show you put your period right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going with the Suns as well. I'm going to go with the Suns, but honestly, this could be a matchup even without Sexton that this could be like a, you know, within four or five points, probably. Mm -hmm. It could be close, but we'll we'll see because maybe this is like the Sexton revenge game. All right. Later that night, Raptors (laughs) versus Grizzlies. Raptors have been very interesting. There's five players on the team currently at this point, averaging more than 16 points or more. Which is a very interesting stat, but you know they're scoring points, but they're not winning games. But I think the Grizzlies got this one in the bag. They are winning games. Let's not act like they're they're doing dog water. They're they're eight and nine. They're they're doing pretty solid. Uh, give me the Raptors. Yeah, Raptor beats a Grizzly in a fight any day. That's my logic. Not <laughs> yeah. kidding. But honestly, like the both teams are, you know, hot and cold when it comes to mm. losing. But I think they've shown it this season. But 
Raptors, you know, Zach, I think with your point too, they're, they're showing that they're, they're starting to really get in a groove. They could start looking in a positive direction. This could be one of those games that starts that momentum for them. Also too, also too, before we go to the next thing, can we just say that, like, I think this season already proves that the Grizzlies just aren't that team right now. They, they're not, like, a top-level team in the West yet. Like, I, I feel like we have to – think they're, like, a play-in team still, mm-hmm. honestly. They're still, which, they're which, still which isn't a terrible team. thing. Yeah. No. Which, I mean, it's not terrible. It's still early on for all yeah. those yeah, guys. Yeah. It's early – um let's move into the next matchup that night 76ers versus warriors um i'm going warriors on this one there's no question they're really red hot the 76ers have been been on the struggle bus lately so you know i'm airing on the side of caution if you will yeah you know the warriors are gonna give them a one-way ticket back on the struggle bus i'm taking the warriors (laughs) yeah i'm going with warriors it's gonna be an easy win but I mean, 76ers, the trouble with them is they started out 8-2, and two, top seed, and then Embiid goes down, and they, yeah. lose, they lose five of their last six games. Yeah. Yeah, that's, they, that's part of the struggle bus, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. There's no NBA matchups, but we got other matchups for you guys. Uh, guys, gravy versus cranberry sauce, because you, you got to go with gravy. Gravy's a classic. Yeah, you know, the, the coverage the coverage on defense by gravy, I, I think, will overmatch cranberry sauce. I'm taking gravy. Uh, have you guys seen the jersey colors for cranberry sauce? Cranberry no, does yeah, have a I, very I, I, nice. Do like, I, I do like those red, white, and blue ones that they got. Those are pretty epic. Uh, I, I, I want to know where you're going. To <laughs> what you were saying? You were talking about the you like their you like their uh, jerseys. I, I was just saying. Yeah, that you I just agreed. made up those jerseys. I'm just, but uh, all kidding aside, I honestly, you know, this I may be the odd one now in this, but I actually love cranberry sauce more. Okay, okay. So okay. Alex is going for that like uh, that maroonish color versus that classic brown gravy <laughs> i'd rather wear a maroon colored shirt than a brown gravy colored shirt yeah. <laughs> off the cleveland about the browns all right yeah uh, uh mashed potatoes versus sweet potatoes slash yams because i know people change that word uh i like mashed potatoes but give me sweet potatoes and yams on this one yeah I, I just just something about the sweet potatoes on thanksgiving day that just you know really does it for me i'm, I'm... I'm going with the old favorite here. I mean, I know he's a little bit older, but I think he's going <laughs> to lead the team to a win. I'm taking mashed potatoes. You know, on Thanksgiving, I'll have both. But that's a different story here. But, uh, <laughs> but mashed potatoes, you know, I think if mashed potatoes can make a trade for, you know, garlic in there and make a garlic mash, I think they can. Oh, oh, oh. so you're modifying the team. Okay. Okay. Trade okay. There's a okay. trade deadline coming up. you got to make the moves <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he's taking mashed potatoes with modification. (laughs) All right, let's move into this one. Mac and cheese versus green bean casserole. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I like a good green bean casserole, but mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. It's just when mac and cheese is on Thanksgiving, it's at a whole different performance level. So I'm going mac and cheese. Yeah, I think the cheesy coverage just outmatches, you know, the Mr. Casserole there. I. Don't get me wrong, I think green bean casserole is probably the more consistent one for, you know, Thanksgiving, but I'm taking mac and cheese quality over quantity, I guess. Oh, this is one of those matchups to me like it's like Rockets Pelicans. It's not going to be fun. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with mac and cheese though on this. One. Yeah. I hate that. So play it safe. Should have been Rockets versus Warriors. <laughs> uh, let's move in into one of the favorite desserts, pumpkin pie versus apple pie. Now, you can bring whatever dessert you want. This one is just kind of a gimme. Like, it doesn't matter. All the desserts are great. But mm-hmm. pumpkin pie has got to be the choice for me on that one. You know, I'm from apple country. We have the best apple pies where I'm from. I'm going with apple pie here with, you know, a little bit of vanilla ice cream on top or some type of ice cream. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I I just think apple pie right here. That's my choice. I got to say, you know, strawberry rhubarb would have been a nice choice, too. I like strawberry rhubarb pie, Uh, but apple pie does the job, too. 
Well, they didn't make it to this final, so yeah, yeah. they didn't make it to this day's matchup. So <laughs> I will go with apple pie. I, I love apple pie, but pumpkin is right there. It's really tough to be it, that one's like I said, it's a toss up. It's like you can't go. Now wrong this, with is any this is a warrior sons matchup. This is a warrior sons matchup right here. <laughs> All right, let's get into the main event for a Thanksgiving dinner: yeah. turkey versus ham. Now I've okay. seen recently people were really liking ham on Thanksgiving. A holiday about turkey. The president does not pardon a ham every year for Thanksgiving. He pardons mm-hmm. turkey. This year he pardoned two turkeys named peanut oh. butter and jelly. So I'm going with turkey on Thanksgiving Day. It's peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair to say. I, you know, for me, this is how I always see it. I think ham every year shows up on christmas that that's the that's at least for my family i think ham is the christmas you know go-to and obviously i believe turkey is the go-to for thanksgiving there's no right answer other than turkey so i'm going turkey here connor's explanation there made it made it feel like this was a dr seuss book for a second yes but um but when I when I look at it like this is just this is Thanksgiving, you know, how can you mm-hmm. choose anything else over a turkey? That's what I'm saying. It's like don't get me wrong, I've had both ham and turkey at a Thanksgiving dinner. Elite. When they play together, that's different. When they're against yeah. each other, that's a disaster. Like you can't make me pick. Like I know the mm-hmm. answer. Anyways, at least you didn't put turducken on there. Turducken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I we didn't have time to go over that. But yeah. all right, those are your Thanksgiving date matchups. Let us know what you think. We'll be posting about it on Thanksgiving as well. That's also our fun question of the week. So let's move it back into Black Friday action going on. NBA action. Timberwolves versus Hornets. Timberwolves are in a weird spot. I don't know if they're going to keep Carl Anthony Towns. I'm I'm picking Hornets on this one. The Hornets have been proving that they're one of the better teams in the in the Eastern Conference. So the Hornets, I heard they they actually got a Black Friday gift for the Timberwolves. They really? got them. Really? Got them, yeah, they got them 2K22 so they could play that way, it actually looks like a real contest. The Hornets are going to destroy <laughs> are going to destroy the Timberwolves on Black Friday. Yeah, honestly, Hornets. And not gonna lie, this past week we saw the Hornets beat. Uh, this past week and a half, they beat the Warriors and the and the Wizards. Mm. And that was the time where the both the number one seeds in both conferences. Now Wizards obviously dropped, but like Hornets are a tough team right now. Mm-hmm. All in agreement with Hornets. All right, moving on to later that evening. Suns versus Knicks. Now, I picked the Lakers to beat the Suns. No, I picked the Lakers to beat the Knicks earlier this week. But I'm going with Suns on this one. The Suns are a really, really red hot team, too. They're right on the heels of the Warriors, so I got to go with the Suns. Hey, give me my one of my upset picks of the week. The New York Knicks. Uh, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, the Suns aren't going to win every game. They're going to lose maybe one or two. <laughs> So why not pick the Knicks? Here? Yeah, they'll lose a couple to the Warriors, not the Knicks. But Alex, what do you we'll think? We'll see. We'll see. Well, according to Vegas odds, Zach, you should always pick against Connor when he does an upset team. So I'm going with yeah. Connor. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't know why. It's just it's just now my year, I guess, for pickums for basketball right. so far. Well, let's head into the Pacific matchup going on later that night: Kings versus Lakers. Now, Connor. You did your upset match, Suns versus Knicks. Here's mine. I'm picking the Kings over the Lakers on this one. The Lakers are at home, granted that. But the Kings are just, they're waiting to start a new hot streak, and I think this starts against the Lakers. Uh, see, I, I think LeBron's going to show Luke Walton who his actual daddy is, and I think the Lakers are going to win. <laughs> yeah, this isn't Crypto.com Arena yet. Their Lakers are going to grab this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the dip. All right, moving into the weekend matchup on the 27th. Moving in on to that Saturday, Heat versus Bulls. Now, two very good teams in the Eastern Conference. I'm mm-hmm. feeling I'm feeling the Bulls, though. I'm feeling the Bulls of this one at home. I got to agree with you. I, I like the Bulls here. Honestly, this is just a tough back and forth matchup for me to really choose, but I'm going to choose Heat. I want to. Uh, this is this is the one I think I'm going to get. This is Alex's upset for the week. All right, moving into later that night, Wizards versus Mavericks. All right, so listen, 
I'm going with the Wizards on this one. I think this is one that, like, if everybody's cooking on all levels, the Mavericks really don't stand that much of a chance. But I've been wrong before, so. The Wizards are, I mean, right now they're on a two-game losing streak as we're recording this. But I feel like they're going to get back on the horse and be one of the top five teams. They're going to be this year's Knicks team, I think. Like, a top, top five team that nobody really, like, expects to be like that good of a team this year uh, i think they keep it up yeah you make a horse pun about the mavericks <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't intentional honestly <laughs> i'm being honest i didn't even realize uh, it. I, I realized that i'm like that's a horse pun <laughs> sorry alex I, I just had to bring that one up it's okay uh, but wizards honestly they do have the better team right now than the mavericks all mavericks have is luca let's be honest so i'm gonna take wizards in this one and uh, let's give it up for denny adia man he's been playing like a decoy player honestly yeah he's been a very good defensive player so it's exciting to watch him that was one of the problems last year for the wizards was being a one of the worst defensive teams so it's good to see all right let's move into that sunday night warriors versus clippers now feeling the Clippers all of a sudden, they they got a little cold, so I think the Warriors are going to pounce on that one. But that doesn't mean there isn't a chance that the Clippers won't put up a fight. Uh, I don't think the Clippers come out to play yay. I think the Warriors win. Uh, there's the pun. I'm going to go with the Warriors <laughs> this one. But, you know, Clippers, it's just tough. You know, Paul George can't do everything by himself. Yeah. Uh, moving into a later matchup, Pacers versus Bucks. Now, the Pacers and the Bucks have been in kind of weird spots this year, still figuring their stuff out, but I think the Bucks are just a better team in this matchup. Yeah, I agree. I'm very low on the Pacers right now. Yeah, right now I'd say Bucks. This is just one of those matchups where Bucks should easily win. There shouldn't be a question about it. All right, and we head into your Cyber Monday. We got some great deals on some NBA matchups. Nuggets versus Heat. Are we going to see a rumble down at South Beach? Maybe, but I'm picking the Heat in that one. Yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting one. I'm I'm also taking the Heat, unless the Jokic brothers just come on there and just start beating up the Heat <laughs> they players. They bring the steel chair. Yeah, they bring <laughs> For the, the WWE. Kids. Oh, my God, it's the Jokic brothers. Yeah. The Jokic brothers, tag team. <laughs> Former tag team champs. <laughs> uh, Alex, who do you got for, for this In one? this one, I'm going with the Heat. I just don't think Nuggets are that much of a match for them right now. All right, moving into Hornets versus Bulls. Now, I like the Hornets, I really do, but the, speaking of special, this Bulls team is something else, so I'm going with the Bulls on this game. Yeah, I'm doing another upset pick here. I'm taking the Hornets. Uh, I think Lamella's going to have a good game. I say I love what I'm seeing from this Bulls team, and because Connor is choosing the upset, of course, you know, <laughs> got to play your cards. I'm just kidding, Connor, but... Um, one of these one of these has got a hit one of them has probably already hit and i don't even realize it are we sure about it i think we need a refo i don't (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but bulls honestly should are the better team in this matchup all right all right heading into a late night matchup trailblazers versus jazz i'm picking the jazz in this one the jazz have been doing well they haven't been playing like they were last year but they're still a very good team in the west yeah, give me Utah here. Oh wow! I was surprised uh, he didn't make a uh, a B. Yeah, move. no, no, no. no I'm I was going. I was going it. to. I was going to. But you know, I, I gotta let the audience, you know, have their moment and just not have to hear a pun just for yeah, just for one, just for one. He's not the one trying to burn too many bridges. The one that's yeah. expected to be the pun, you don't. But then the others, when no one wants to yeah. hear. <laughs> I, I hit my pun quota like even the unintentional <laughs> one with the mavericks i didn't mean to like yeah, do a pun there but uh I'll give me the jazz any day in this matchup yeah yeah all right that's your week six matchups thank you so much for listening to this episode we had a lot of fun recording it as usual again you can follow us on social media facebook twitter instagram we're on all those platforms you can check us out at the sportsinsanitynetwork.com website you can check out our show you can check out all the other shows going on as well thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next time bye-bye it sound right boy